Welcome back to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast. This is Chantelle, your host, and we are on episode number 26, even though it's not really 26 because I did a 21 stories like two Octobers ago. So it's more like 47 or something like that. But anyway, it is still talk episode number 26 for this season. And um, I know these episodes come out every now and then. They're not very frequent. So I'm glad you're here to listen to the newest episode. So thank you for joining us. Um, I don't know if you guys follow me on social media, but if you want to, I am under Tiger Lily underscore Chantilly underscore Inc. I have been so busy. Um, I always say that I'm always busy, but um, it's a good thing. Um, if you do follow me on social media, you will see I started my own um, apparel company, I guess, if you want to call it. Um, basically, um, I was shopping for awareness t-shirts for Down syndrome. And, you know, you go on Etsy, you go on Amazon, and they're cute. All the little, like, quotes and cute stuff that you find on there, they're very cute. But I don't know if you if you follow me or you know me personally – like I'm a permanent makeup artist. I love tattoos. I love the tattoo culture. So um, I actually am getting into tattooing right now. And I've always been in love with it. Just the art itself. It's amazing. I like looking at other people's work. I follow, follow a lot of artists on social media. And I like to see all their work. And it's just amazing what how artistic people are. But anyway, I myself have tattoos all over my arms. (laughs) So, and you know what? Um, Honestly, it's a lot of our generation is tattooed, um, which is really cool because the generation of like tattoos are unprofessional. That generation is almost retiring now. So now we're going into a whole new world where everybody has tattoos and it's going to be okay to have them at work. So I love that because I've been covering up my arms for years now. So I'm glad that, you know, it's starting to now be accepted. But anyway, I love the tattoo culture and I wanted to find something like a shirt that like fit my style, you know, fit what I kind of represent. And I couldn't find any of that on Etsy or on Amazon or on any kind of website. I just couldn't find that edginess, that like urban or street style look. So it was very... um. I started to make my own t-shirts just for myself and then I decided why don't I just like sell some of these see if anybody else feels the way that I feel or if they like what kind of things that I put out so I started my own apparel company called ink and advocacy you can find us on Instagram Um, if you follow the podcast on Instagram um, talk down syndrome podcast you can also see all my other links on there you could find me on there you could find ink and advocacy you go to the website, www.inkandadvocacy.com and see all the apparel that I've been putting out. So that's what I've been so busy with lately. Um, I just started it this past month and I've just been that and all multiple things, you know, me and my family are moving and it's just, it's been crazy. So um, with that in line, that kind of wraps us into our guest today. So I, like I said, I do follow a lot of people that are in the tattoo industry. Um, And a couple of my friends, I found out, have children with special needs. So today I actually have um, a guest who's also my friend. Her name's Vanessa. 
She is a tattoo artist and her daughter Chloe has autism. Now I know that the Talk Down Syndrome podcast is talking about Down Syndrome, but I want to be I want to like be clear on that. We're all in the same special needs community and regardless if your child or your, you know, sibling or friend has uh, a Down syndrome diagnosis, we all kind of link up with the autism diagnosis as well. You know, we'll go to um, buddy walks and events where a child may have a dual diagnosis of Down syndrome and autism. Um, we might see a few children in a special needs class that have cerebral palsy, all different types of special needs out there, um, other intellectual disabilities. And so I feel like that although this episode is about my friend who has a child with autism, I feel like it's important to still support the community and still connect with, you know, we. I'm a mom to a child that has special needs. She's a mom to a child with special needs. So that connection right there, no matter what, is unbreakable because it doesn't matter what your child's going through. It's nice to, you know, if they're going through the same things, you guys can lean on one one another. But at the end of the day, we're all exhausted parents. We're struggling our own battles. We're dealing with IEPs, IFSPs. We're dealing with um, assessments and trying to advocate for our child, getting them into, you know, different therapies. And we're Maybe some people are in and out of medical hospitals, medical hospitals, what other hospitals are there? (laughs) You know what I mean? Medical facilities. So we all kind of fight the same battle is what I'm getting at. So that's why I have her on today. Um, I'm also going to be posting a biography about her. um, If you just want to check it out on www.inkandadvocacy.com because I do want to have different features of different tattoo artists and that are also in the special needs community because I do see it there and it needs to be a little bit more highlighted. And I know that, you know, the tattoo industry sounds like rough and rigged and raw and like raw, but really we're all parents and we all, you know, a child with a diagnosis isn't like only for people that are, you know, in one certain profession. You know what I mean? It's anybody can, a doctor can have a child with Down syndrome and they're the ones diagnosing Down syndrome. So it, it happens to all of or many of us, actually, anybody. So anyway, I'm going to bring her on right now and we are going to get this episode started. Okay, sit tight. Welcome to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast. All right, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. I have on the phone with me my friend, Vanessa Gonzalez. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so um, me and Vanessa, uh, well, I found out that I live around the corner from her, which is cool. And then, but I met Vanessa through uh, one of my friends named Brianna. And Vanessa is a tattoo artist, which I love. Yay! (laughs) And then, uh, and um, when I started to get to know her, I realized um, her daughter Chloe has autism. 
Yay. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Yes. And um and um my daughter has Down syndrome, so we immediately immediately clicked because we are parents or mothers of a child with special needs. So I'm fortunate to have Vanessa on the podcast today to give us a little insight about autism because I can say that I am not a hundred percent a professional at it or what it, what different types of abilities come with autism. I know with Down syndrome, obviously I can tell you from the back of my, my experience, also from the back of my hand, I know a lot of different things from speaking with other people, but autism, I feel like I'm kind of like in the shadows because um, I do have a few friends that have autistic children, but I don't know the struggles. I don't know um, the ups, the downs, um, what, what types of um, characteristics come in a child with autism, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, Vanessa, uh, your daughter, Chloe, I guess yes. we can just start at the beginning of, um, when you had Chloe, I, you can't diagnose autism in the womb, right? Oh yeah, definitely not. No. So it's different journey. Um, uh, when, when you had Chloe, when was like the point of when you started to realize like Chloe's maybe acting or behaving a certain way or whatever characteristics that stroke your um, attention? Well, there was um, a few things, but mostly my mom had pointed out to me a, a few things because obviously when we're new parents, we're a little caught up with things. And um, sometimes it, for me, it was a little bit harder to notice because of course it's your child and you're just like, oh no, she'll be fine. Or, you know, uh, it doesn't seem as um, important severe I should say but um it is definitely important to pay attention and notice I think a lot sooner than later because my mom had mentioned and then I kind of started asking my doctor um and telling them my concerns and the doctor just really wasn't helpful at all so I changed doctors um I shared it with one of my cousins and her daughter has Asperger's and she referred me to um, Inland Regional here near me. And um, when I did go in for evaluation and stuff, you know, we, there were so many little mini tests, questions. So we were there for a couple hours. And then um, they kind of did tell me that they there was a suspicion of it. Um, but they didn't technically diagnose her until she was three. Um, but since the suspicion of it on their end, um, we did um, line up um, in-home therapy for her for that whole first year, well, the second year of her life. Mm -hmm. It was right after she turned one when I really noticed, you know, um, there was no eye contact. Um, she was really like, she didn't really want to be around people. Um, she would hit us. She would hit herself. Um, so once we did um, get the in-home therapy, it was, you know, every week we were getting her sessions and you know they're not able to diagnose her themselves but they kind of know because they deal with the kids you know mm -hmm. remember when she did go in for her um actual appointment to you know possibly get diagnosed i had um called her after because we're you know we're really close we put a relationship but um after they had diagnosed her i gave her a call and she was like oh you know what did they say and told her and she's like yeah i kind of figured she already knew you know but mm -hmm. again they diagnosis not their place too but yeah. yeah it's um I'm just very blessed that I was able to notice a lot sooner and get her the help she needed um because 
now she's going to be nine. She's eight now. Um, she's so loving and friendly and she can communicate a lot better now her feelings. And, you know, before she would look in the mirror and like see herself crying and like see her, her certain emotions. Mm -hmm. She would, I think that helped her understand more because she would show no type of emotion to any emotions that people would give around her. Um, but yeah, a lot has changed. She's, she's a lot different now and it's, it's just very important, I think, to just stay on it and, you know, try to, um, tune out everybody else's opinions and mm -hmm. hard days, do the hard days with them, you know, cause it, it really helps and you get to understand them a lot more. I read so many books too, um, during that time uh -huh. and learned a lot, heard a lot of other stories, um, about, you know, a mom who had like four autistic sons and each kid was different because it's such a wide spectrum. Uh -huh. So, um, Chloe is, um, not as severe, um, but it's definitely the social for her. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, there's a wide spectrum. There's more severe, less severe. Um, thankfully though, um, those resources and the help does help them, you know, and, and of course us advocating for them, um, is a must. So, um, a quick question, like with, when you talk about the spectrum, because I always hear like, yeah, I'm on the spectrum or my child's on the spectrum. I want to like Google what the spectrum looks like <laughs> because I'm thinking like, um, I'm thinking like a pyramid when I hear a spectrum and I'm like, okay, is there different levels? It has more of an umbrella. Um, okay. Because there's still, you know, um, there's kids who don't talk. Chloe didn't say her first word until she was like four. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's there's kids who are like eight or ten and still don't talk, or you know, it's just they're they're more severe. It's more common in boys. Um, since all of her, since Chloe's still in spe in special education day classes. Mm -hmm. She's usually in a class of majority boys, um, but, you know, occasionally there's a few girls, but yeah, it's very common in boys, but the spectrum is just, you know, there, every kid is different, literally. Um, there's certain, you know, there's particular things that each kid does, like uh, Chloe is a really good um, with her memory, and mm -hmm she will literally sit there and like say cartoons or whatever episode or whatever she's remembering in her head. Like, so she's just walking around saying it, you know? And then if you actually are really paying attention and you hear what she's saying and it's like, wow, you're really saying that episode from that movie or you're really reading that movie. And she's like, yeah, she remembers. It, yeah. Like there's just so many things. Um, Chloe, uh, they're, um, they like like the compact feeling, so they would be. She would be like under the table, like the smallest part of the table, but she would be just laying there, like on the game or watching mm -hmm. TV. Sometimes she'd go behind the TV and she would listen more to the speaker than watching the TV. Oh. Um, there's just so many things, like um, you know, that every kid is gonna experience, and that that might not be how the next autistic kid is. Yeah, but that mine is, you know. So it just it depends. There's you meet so many kids and, but they're just so smart and it's crazy when you actually notice like the things that they're doing and the repetitive parts of it. Mm -hmm. And it's just blows my mind. And it, they, they're just, they're too smart almost. You know what? I've heard that a couple of times yes. that like, um, 
a lot of like with people that have that are autistic that they're almost on a genius level because their their mind is thinking way differently than ours they're processing information and storing it differently than the average person yeah exactly um which um i wanted to ask you too like when when you received confirmation like you, you and your mom, you suspected, you kind of heard like, oh, she might, she has these different traits about her. But when uh-huh. they actually confirmed that she is autistic, what were your feelings? Were you like nervous? Were you afraid? Like, did you, you know, scared for the future or anything like those well, type of feelings? I think that's why I read so much because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing anything and I was going to advocate for her the right way. Yeah. Um, it definitely made me come out of my shell because I was a lot nervous back then. And like, you know, to be able to like speak up about things in certain ways. And I had a like, you know, like I said, I had, I changed my doctor. I couldn't agree with him. And I'm like, you don't see what I'm seeing. Like there was no eye contact, like all of it. It was just really, you know, the suspicion was there. But when they did tell me, um, I, I cried a little bit. I fought back some tears, but it wasn't like I was, I know I was worried, but I wasn't too worried because I just had to have that faith, you know, that it was going to be all right, no matter what. Of course, we worry with other kids and their school, if they're getting the right, you know, treatment there. And yeah. she's been getting speech since, you know, she's been in school. Um, but yeah, it, it was kind of hard. And I, for a little bit, I was getting a little backlash and the blame of it, um, in my relationship but it's definitely not the parents fault it's never nobody's fault it's just you know things happen and we we learn to um, deal with it in our lives Mm -hmm. well the thing is is that it it's not a fault it's almost like because i remember when my daughter was diagnosed with down syndrome the first thing i thought was oh my god did i take my prenatals did I, yeah. did I, you know, I was, when yeah. I was swimming, maybe I wasn't supposed to go swimming and jumping in the pool or stupid shit like that, you know, like, yeah. and then I, and you have to think like, you have to change your perspective as well. Like, mm-hmm. well, it's nobody's fault. It's kind of like a blessing. Like it's opened up a different way of, of inclusion in your home with your family, with your friends, you know, just a whole new world that you never could have been a part of. If exactly. Chloe didn't have autism. One of my friends told me, and it sticks to me all the time. It's just like you were just meant to be, you know, a mom to, you know, a kid with a disability. And I'm just like, oh, you're right. Like, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You know, like um, I, I have patients that I never knew that I had before. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's I wouldn't change it. You know what's weird is because I was thinking about that too. I, okay, I'm not going to say like exactly what I did, but when I'm young, when I was younger, I was wild. Okay. I was yeah. really wild, um, doing things I should have not have been doing. And I, I wouldn't have never thought that it, if, you know, I believe in God, but other people may not, other people believe in other different types of gods or whatever, but whatever higher power. I can never imagine this higher power saying Chantel out of all the crazy ratchet shit that I did. <laughs> you're going to be a mom to a child with special needs because I'm like, wait, what did I do 
to get this privilege. I didn't do anything good. At least I don't think so. But there must be something out there for like a journey for parents. Mm -hmm. There has to be something like either we either for me, all I could think of is maybe I wasn't living right. And maybe I needed this was a way for me to start living right. Yeah. You know, and um, that aspect in our lives. Yeah, it's weird. It's crazy. It's so powerful. And it's like, you don't have the answer, but you know that there's something. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've got to meet Chloe a few times and I love her to death. And the thing is, is like, I, I wanted to ask you too, because um, you know how you said that, you know, you were telling your doctor, you're not seeing what I'm seeing because people like people, especially, well, I wouldn't say especially in the medical field, but I get a lot of people telling me on my end, like, oh, your daughter doesn't look like she has Down syndrome. She doesn't mm-hmm. act like it, you know, because she she is smart. When she goes to school, she does her ABC. She's, she's sociable. And it, I feel like although it's a compliment, I'm kind of like, so what is she supposed to be? Like, exactly. you know? <laughs> and so I know when you say, you know, your doctor was like basically telling you, no, there's nothing wrong with her. You you kind of, people kind of has a, have that automatic judgment right away. Oh, yeah. oh, she's autistic. She doesn't look autistic or she doesn't act yeah. autistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and um, I don't and know. That's if- the hard part in with it all, like in the beginning when you're kind of learning your child and, you know, what does what's harder for them to deal with, um, especially in social areas. Um, there's nothing on the outer that's going to show you anything is wrong with your child. And people are so quick to judge, you know. I've been that mom literally, like, sitting on the floor with her, like, in the middle of Walmart, like, you know, Mm -hmm. having that moment where her and people are just looking and staring, like, and it's like, you shouldn't even have to be like, oh, you know, this, this, and this. But, you know, I just learned to just go with it and just not you know, pay attention to anybody else. But yeah, it's, it's whether it's shown on the outside or not, it's, it's, I don't know, the, sometimes the comments aren't even necessary. Like, no, I mean, you know, you know, I was, um, I was on, I think it was on Facebook and this mom who had a child with Down syndrome was just shopping like normal moms. <laughs> and she had uh-huh. her child in the, in the cart. And she was shopping and this lady came up to her and was like, oh, you know that there's, oh, you know what? It was actually, I think on another episode, one of, I, it must have, yeah, it was on another episode. She was telling me that this lady came up to her and told her, oh, you know, there's, um, there's a cure for Down syndrome now. Like there's a cure for that. And I'm like, what the, how can you just say something like so stupid? Oh my God. Lord, yeah. have it be the day that somebody says something to me because I swear to God. But yeah, I, I guess, yeah, because one time we were at the park and even children, like, um, they called Chloe dumb because she, okay, in the beginning too, she would like, she the child, but like, she would literally turn her show back to them and like, talk to them, but with her back to them. Oh, I see they would look at her like, what's wrong with her? And I'm just like, oh, she's just, you know, like I would try to butt in like, oh, she's, you know, she's just going to talk. She'll talk to you right now. Like she'll turn around and then I kind of help her like, oh, you're like, look at, they're right here. Like we try, you know, try to help her to talk to them face to face. But her comfortable was turning her back to them and seeing it. But yeah, kids, yeah, it's harder too with kids because they don't understand. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe that. But you have, I don't, I think that's one of the things that a lot of, you know, what do we do? We advocate all the time because we want our kids to be accepted. We want people to understand adults. We want grown adults to understand our struggles and understand our community because we want them to teach their children. It'll trickle down to them and how they teach our kids or treat our kids in school. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm right behind you. Like Cheyenne's going to be going to school in a year and I'm nervous. I'm like, even right now she goes to daycare, but you know, she's under adults and I feel comfortable, but yeah, what is it going to be like when kids, you know, see her, are they going to be mean to her? Are they going to, throw stuff at her. They're going to make her cry. You know, I can only imagine fear of like letting her child go for the day and Uh you're not there to watch them or protect them. You know, it's very, it's hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Even because Chloe, sometimes she's so, you know, distracted and with everything and her episodes in her head (laughs) that I have to, I make it a thing every day to make her give me, you know, eye contact and talk to her about her day in school and mm-hmm. communicate with her what's going on, you know, because her IEP every year we meet our goals. We make sure that she's, you know, advancing every year. Mm-hmm. And I think for her, even though she's in school learning, well, her autism, it's more of a social thing. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I'm on top of her social life too. Um, obviously later in life, I'll give her her space, but no, now like, I'm just always like, okay, like, you're like how were you how was class how were your friends who was there today who wasn't there today like were you guys all happy like did you know besides what you learned you know Mm -hmm. like I'm asking like even more questions about her social life I know I do that with my oldest I do that with my oldest now even though she has no diagnosis but I mean you got to do that no matter what you don't know what kind of people are out there I always ask my daughter so is there um you know, is there any teachers that are more nicer to you than others? Who are they? And who is, yeah. are there any teachers that are mean? You know, like you just want to yeah. get asked those, um, those like questions to kind of get some kind of answer just in case, or is anybody treating you, you know? And I think right now, one thing that with Cheyenne, she's learning how to potty train. But um, I think one thing was like her privacy. That's yeah. your privacy. Don't let nobody touch it. And like, I'm trying it's hard it's so hard it's a lot easier for, for my son jace because he know like he kind of knows like he understands what's going on mm-hmm. chloe's kind of clouded with that so like i always you know i make i double check with her too about that as for sure what you said about you know the teachers being nice and mm-hmm. the aides because she's around a lot of teachers she gets inclusion she goes to multiple classes oh, besides good. speech so she's dealing with a lot of teachers and mm-hmm. i know sometimes you know, there's a lot going on in the world right now. Some teachers aren't, you know, nice or they deal with kids a little differently or yeah. whatever it is. But it's, I don't want her to think that them being, if someone is or were to be, you know, rude to her or mean to her, that that's not what's right. That's not what's supposed to happen because mm-hmm. she don't understand that part. Yeah. So I'm always like asking her, yeah, I'm like, it's a little easier with Jace, but her, I'm just like, okay, what? what type of questions do I need to really be asking her? Yeah. No, it's, it's a struggle. And I, I, the more that I think the more that us moms can lean on one another or at least take one another's um, like experiences and kind of apply that. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, this mom had this happen to her, you know, 
try to be more aware. Um, one of these episodes too kind of linked with that. Um, she didn't have, I interviewed this lady who had children um, and their, her oldest, I think it was a boy, he was being like molested in one of his gym classes. Uh-huh. And um, I don't think, you know, she, I, I want to say her son had autism. I don't think her son had Down syndrome, but, um, or another diagnosis, but I, I interviewed her and now she's an advocate because she ended up like having to go to court and all this crazy stuff, right? Uh-huh. So, and one of the things I remember her telling me was like, she, he would, it was going on for years and she didn't know, but because she thought everything was fine because her son wasn't verbally telling her the right way, you know? And these are, these are the, these are the types of battles, things like this, you know, the tantrums in the stores, the different types of things like this is the, the battles that us, that set aside us moms from other moms. Cause I think I think it's a little more easier if your child is more verbal or a little yeah. can understand a little bit better. It, it's a little bit harder, you know, for us when our child does not is like not not even can't even grasp the understanding of what's yes, you know. And but um, so Chloe, let's talk about a little bit of like what are her special talents? What is she interested in? Um, tell us a little bit about Chloe's personality. Oh, Chloe is the best. She's so calm and chill. Um, she loves to draw. She loves to sing. Um, she loves plushies. That's like one of her main toys. I'm like in a wow. And every time we go to the store, out of all the toys, she wants like a little plushie doll. But um, yeah, she's she's pretty chill. She's right now we're gonna um, this year we're gonna be doing an instrument, and she chose violin. She's been talking about an instrument for like two years now. Oh, cool. So we're really excited for that. I'm excited to see how she does in it. Cause just because of the way that she is and how quick she learns. And like, I just want to see what kind of music she makes. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> right? Is she going to do that in school? Yes. We just um... we signed her up like last week. I think I did the um, survey or, or the, the thing online. And yeah, like the next, the next couple of days, her teacher, you know, contacted me and told me that she was assigned her first pick because she had to she chose violin and then the flute i believe and then choir i thought she was going to want to do choir because she loves to sing Uh it chose violin i used to always want to play the violin it's so beautiful i'm like Uh, my mom has been learning about our past lately and we have um her i want to say it was her her like great great grandma um we have a little bit of Irish in us, and she was a fam- famous violinist. Really? Yeah. So oh. When I told my mom about it, she emailed me. Well, she had sent it to me a while back, but I, I forgot all about it. And she was like, wow, I remember when I told you. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Like, we'll see how it goes. Uh, that's cool. I want to see, too. Uh, I want to hear. I want You got to send me some videos or something when she actually starts, like, really playing because I want to hear it. You will see them. Yes. You're like, she's going to be famous. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I just want to tell you again, thank you for spending a little time and giving us an insight on autism, your journey, and Chloe. Um, I think it, it really is important for, for all of us to understand um, our children, each other's children, and they'll help. You know, I think everybody does, not just special needs parents. I think yeah. just regular parents yeah. out there, yeah, listen a little bit and tell your children um, to be more nicer in school and just to, you know, accept different people's uh, disabilities and 
talents and our artism yeah. and all that. And um, so uh, Vanessa, do you want me to show or share your uh, your tattoo page with anybody if anybody wants to check you out? Sure. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so you can see Vanessa's work um, on Instagram under Wings of Ink. I will also tag her in this episode's um, media so you can follow her if you want. Um, I know your page is all about your work, but it's nice that people who follow you do have a little bit of insight of who you are and and um, what Chloe also brings to the community. So thank you again. And um, Vanessa is actually going to be a featured artist for Ink and Advocacy. You can see her biography and a picture of her and Chloe on www.inkandadvocacy.com. So thank you again, Vanessa. I appreciate you. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Tell Chloe hi. Tell Chloe I said hi, okay? Okay, I will. All right. (laughs) All right, bye. All right, bye. Thank you guys for listening to another episode. Um, I appreciate all of my listeners. Um, Okay, so October is around the corner. I want to do another 21 inspirational stories. Okay. I did 21 inspirational stories, not October, 2020. I think I did it 2019 and it was crazy. So there's like 30 days, 31 days in October, 10 of those days I was like able to live my life and do whatever. But 21 of those days I was scheduling and doing interviews every single day. And I, it was hectic. I remember being very stressed out because it was just, you know, taking time to do this. Um, you have to set that side, that time aside. And I know that I'm always busy. And so it was really hectic. So I want to get a jump on it. I want to do 21 inspirational stories again for this year. Um, we are in August right now. So if you guys are listening, I want to start it in September and kind of start doing, pushing the stories out. So if you're interested on sharing your story, please message me. If you don't have social media and you have an email, it's talkdspodcast um, at gmail.com. Email me. Um, find me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. It's like, okay, well, you, I have to, like, I'm in charge of all these pages. So it's, it, you know what I mean? My, my Facebook page isn't as nice and glorious as it should be, but it's there, uh, Facebook backslash talk down syndrome podcast um you can message me there follow me there i try to keep up to date with all these pages and clothing companies and my own stuff so you can reach me i'm there on the internet look me up do an interview with me 30 minutes um share your story about your loved one with down syndrome or any other special needs because i'm opening this up to all special needs not just Down syndrome. It's going to be like 21 more inspirational stories. And I don't want it just to, I don't want to seclude any other uh, diagnoses. You know what I mean? So we're including everything. So let me know if you're interested. And um, I guess this is it. So thank you so much for joining me today. And until next time. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast.